Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Female Coach podcast. We're your hosts, Vanessa Summers. Dominic Kalikova. Erin Barber. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to lose weight. So essentially, obviously this podcast, we're talking about health, fitness, food, all that good stuff, mindset. But today we thought we'd take it a little step further and actually break it down into step-by-step. And we're all gonna essentially talk about uh, some of our clients that we've worked with and how we started from point A and got down to point B. We're gonna share the good, the bad, and the ugly um, as obviously a, a weight loss journey is not easy for anybody. So it's important to break it down and share with you guys uh, how we helped our clients. So Dom, do you wanna take it away? So I'm gonna be talking about one of my clients who is to date my most successful transformation. And we have lost, well, she has lost uh, 25 kg in wow. the space of 35 weeks. So that's like, I know people say, oh, stop talking about weeks, it's months. But <laughs> I think it's like eight months, if I'm yeah. right. My yeah. math skills here, eight, nine months, yeah. So what we've done was to completely change basically who she is as a person and how she finds food, what she does outside her job, what's her lifestyle now, because that obviously changes. When you lose that much weight, you become a different person. So I'm just gonna do like a quick run through. So with nutrition, I started her off on a high calorie. There was not so, nothing like a very low calorie diet. It was not restricted. Towards the end, we had to like push it a little bit, but there was no part where she was like starving or hungry. Uh, there was refeeds, so she had like weeks off from the diet completely where she just kind of went out and had whatever she wanted, she she ate out um, and with the training, resistance training and some cardio on the side and the reason why it was such a good loss is because she was doing consistently week by week, she was losing one or two pounds a week and there was, I think there was a few weeks where she hasn't lost and that's fine because of the period or whatever but like, even so, to keep someone, I think if anything else is hard, like losing weight is hard, but to keep someone on track for eight to nine months, consistently training three to four times a week, it's so difficult because if someone has three kilopoules or five kilopoules, that won't take too much. But if someone has half of the weight to lose pretty much, like 25 kg, not half, a quarter of the weight to lose, that's gonna take long time. And I think the reason why this transformation has been so successful is because she actually kept the weight off after. So she hasn't bounced back because it was a long-term transformation. Transformation. That's why she hasn't bounced back and she didn't like put all the way back on. So I give anything, that's like the proudest moment for me as a coach to know that I have done a good job with her, knowing that she can still eat out, she doesn't do the binges, she can eat her you know like nice meal she doesn't have to have a chicken and rice every day she trains she does pilates now so she does all this stuff not just resistance training but that's the beauty of it you know you put someone through transformation and it's not just like okay get you from a to b and you finish after 12 weeks and i never see you again off you go tara hmm. so dom i have a question that i think people listening will be interested to know mm-hmm. i think people will first one of the first things you said in that is high calories so I think people are going to be listening to this and think, what? Because the fitness industry really shows people that to lose weight, you have to be on low calories and you have to basically knuckle down and have a horrible time. Why did you put her on high calories and why did that work? 
One of the reasons is because she was heavier, on the heavier side, shall I say. So at the start, if you have a heavier person trying to lose weight, you don't need to go in a deficit because if they've done nothing, just working from home or in any of the jobs, if you slash the calories by half, of course they're gonna be starving. But if you do nothing and just keep them on high calories, but just make them move more, they will be losing weight already. So they create the deficit through the movement rather than the food. And it doesn't even have to be our cardio. At the start, she did no cardio at all. And I tell my clients and I say over and over again, people who start and they want to do more and more and more. I'm like, don't do more because you have a lot to lose. If you do more now, it will be harder for you later because I have nothing else to give you. If you start doing like our cardio from day one, what am I going to give you at like in six months time? What are you going to do three hours in the gym? Like obviously you can have a diet break and like, so your body doesn't get used to it, etc. But like, that's how it works. Cause you just ease them into it and then you create the habits. So she cooks at home, you know, like you go slow rather than just like go all in. And that's why people put weight back on because the habits don't stick. Were there any issues that you face whilst working with this client where we just, it, kind of seemed that it wasn't working or she got stuck yeah so i think about four months in usually people go like three months i go 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 and then you go the four months you're like oh there's still a lot to go so about four months in i could tell her motivation was dropping so i told her i usually don't do this with clients but i just risked it and i was like we're gonna have a week off so i have given her no training whatsoever she's just done 20 minutes cardio three times a week that week and that was it. And I told her, go eat out. So she went out three times a week that day, that week. And then she went to like, out, you know, she went to like federal, she had like a French toast and like, you, you know, all the like nice food because she could. And then she came back and she's like, ready to go in. So it just gives you a mental break because you think about it. If you're doing 12 week transformation, you know when it ended. But if you think about it, you have eight months ahead of you or nine months ahead of your mm-hmm. work. You gotta get that person locked in and knowing that they can do it. But if you go day in and day out on them, of course it's gonna get like, oh, how much longer? Like I've had enough of this. It's just breaking it down. I can imagine it could be so overwhelming for someone who does have a lot of weight to lose. They're like, let's say you say, oh, well, you don't really tell the client, do you? But I'm sure they know the size that they are. It's gonna take time for them to shift the weight. So for them to think, I'm not gonna be where I want to be until a year, maybe two years. Could you imagine how demotivating that could be? Or even if they have a lot to lose and then one week it doesn't go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is when it comes to coaching and like get that person, pick them back up, just fine, let's get on with it. We gotta keep consistent week after week, you know? Because there will be weeks that you don't lose and that's fine. But if you have a lot to lose, you just have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was like. There was days where she didn't wanna wanna do it. She didn't wanna come to gym. She, She couldn't be asked. And like, that's fine. She obviously looked forward to the sessions in the end and it was great. But you could tell the motivation, it was just dropping. So I was like, let's have a break, week off, then we push again. And it worked. So yeah. Yeah, like we can say, because we saw this client in the gym that each week they just looked happier with yeah. themselves and much more confident in the gym. And like you said, it's it's not about like what they're doing in the sessions. They transform as a person, then they become much more confident doing like things outside of the gym. You gain new friends because you have new interests because you feel more confident doing new things and you're, you're healthier so you can do those other things. So it is just nice to see how much you've kind of changed her life. It's crazy. She's a different person. I've just had a coffee with her and other PTs, you know, just like chilling. Like she's she made friends up from PTs because she wasn't in the gym that much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's nice. 
And then like in terms of nutrition then, um, how did you go about her nutrition? Was it, I'm just thinking for people listening and they want to know like a bit more about what they could do. Did you do meal plans? Did you give her calorie goals? Did you give you macronutrient goals? How did you do that sort of food process? So what I did with her and what I do with all my clients is that I give a calorie goal. So I set a calorie, but I also do a recipe book so they can mix and match. And if it's someone who is, I don't know, I don't want to like categorize, but if someone's like around, around 80, 90 and above kg, then you don't really need to be counting every calorie because you know, like if you have weight to lose, for instance, um, then you just need to cook at home homemade meals, a fresh meals, and the weight will come down, you know? So at the start, we had calorie, and they were like, I think she started at 2,100 or something like that. And then later on, she was sending me pictures of her meals. So every day I got pictures of all her meals, all her snacks, all her drinks, because I wanted to know what she's cooking. And I think like four months in, she just stopped doing that because obviously she knew what she was doing at the point, so I didn't need to like tell her what to do. But after that, she just kind of like kept going. And that was it. So she learned essentially what to eat, and she started making her own fish and like homemaking chicken, and that's it. That's That'll be the game changer for her, because she's changed her habits, yeah, didn't she? That's it, exactly. It's the habit, and that's why it's such a good transformation because she kept it off. And even though she lost food, and so do I, she can still go and have the food as long as she moves and she knows this. And then, like in terms of her training, did you? How many times did you have her strength training a week? How many times did you have her doing cardio? So I decided it was three times a week strength training, nothing else outside that. And then later it was strength training, and then she had some cardio towards the end. I'm not gonna lie, it was like she was doing like forty five minutes cardio some days, and um, so it was long. But like I remember her saying, "This is we've done episodes on hit classes, but the reason why I don't." give my clients hit or classes when they're trying to lose weight is because your appetite increases. So like, she, I remember she told me like, I want to do some classes. I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't let you do that yet because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I can't let you do like hit class because I know, I didn't want to risk her being hungrier when we towards the end of the transformation. So I was like, you're going to have to just do boring, continuous treadmill. And she did some Stairmaster, but there was no cardio. The first... I think the first two, three months, there was, if I remember right, there was no cardio at all. It was just resistance training and steps. That's it. But everybody's different. She had a job where she moves around a lot. So if you have a desk job, there might probably be some cardio from mm. day one. So it really does depend person yeah. by person. So that's how I did that. That's how I changed her life. And that's <laughs> how changed people's lives. <laughs> so... What about you, Vanessa? Have you got an example of how you've helped a client lose weight? So yes, I am currently still working with this person. To date, this person has lost 50 pounds since May. So a big transformation, both physically and lifestyle wise. In regards to the setup, it's not rocket science, um, similar to all of us around this table. Our, she was focusing on weight training. She was lifting with me three times a week. In regards to cardio, she does have a pretty sedentary, is that how I say it, sedentary job. So she was not getting a lot of steps in. So she would jump on the treadmill after a session for about 20 minutes to get her steps in. I also encouraged her to go out for walks during the day and after work. In regards to nutrition as well, her nutritional setup was I set her a high calorie goal as well. Similar to Dom, she was a bigger lady, so she needed more calories, of course. Um, and 
it was just about education for this lady, giving her the understanding that there was no banned foods, um, trying to add to her diet rather than removing. So for example, adding more protein, adding more fruit and vegetables, including the foods that she likes um, and kind of taking it from there. So as I said, up to date, she's lost 50 pounds. And to be honest, that's been pretty consistent. The issue that I've, we've kind of come ahead to at the moment is there's a bit of an identity crisis and I feel like not a lot of people talk about this. So this woman has lost a lot of weight, like she's completely transformed like her life, her health, she's a healthier person now, but she is struggling with the identity. Her identity is changing. She was known as the girl who goes out and parties and does bottomless brunches all the time. And that is not her life now. She is a girl who gets up and trains a few times a week. She meal preps, she looks after herself, she goes out for walks. And unfortunately, the people in her life at the moment aren't showing her the best support. So that's playing a bit of a factor. But I think internally, well, I don't think I know because of her conversations. For her, it's 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 a bit of a battle because she knows she's so much happier than she was. She's moving in the right direction, but her identity is changing. Can you imagine how terrifying that feels? Yeah. If yeah. you've been, if you know what your personality and what your life has been like for the past however many years, now it's changing. It's like, right, what what is my life looking like? She might be feeling judged by others. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But this is where self-sabotage and binging comes in. And this is what we found. Um, so what I said to her was at this point, training and food, that comes naturally for her. She knows the foundations, the weight's dropping off. That's not an issue. We know the fundamentals. But now we really, it's vital that we focus on her mindset during this journey because if we don't the self-sabotage will become more frequent the binging will become more frequent and eventually she will quit right so it's having that conversation is like how do we overcome these thoughts and feelings coming through and it's difficult everybody's different um but i think the most important thing now is acknowledging it and being like we need to focus on this part of your life because if we keep on ignoring it these behaviors, which at the moment are happening like once every six weeks, and it's literally like a day or two, it will become more frequent. And it's it's hard because in a way, it's, it's not within our scope of practice no. to a certain extent because, and it's a shame because you're seeing this, this woman who has really developed herself, she's grown really confident, she's become a much healthier person but it's like, where does your boundary stop then? If you've done your part, you, you can't then tell her to go and get new friends no, or no. or go and see new people and do those things. It's really hard because there's, there's that boundary and where you can't really cross it. No. And this is like, a, as much as you can help her and give her tools, she's on her own with this bit, isn't she? It's like, what does she want to do outside of those sessions? Because again, she's not going to say to her friends, uh, we're not going to be friends now because I'm healthy, you're not. I don't want to drink. And it's it's and it happens quite a lot to people, isn't it? Because people think you're boring if you don't mm -hmm. go out drinking. People think you're boring if you don't want to do things. But that's a real hard issue for her mm -hmm. that you can kind of assist with to a certain extent, but there's only so much you can do about that. I feel like it's my job to point it out because as I said, I've been doing this job for years now. So I've seen this time and time again. So it's important for me to highlight this for clients to be like, this is normal. Do you know what I mean? This is normal that kind of like feeling of losing your identity. 
Um, and it's important for me to help them acknowledge that. And then as you said, it's up to, to them to process that. And obviously I've got tools along the way that I can help them, but it is ultimately down to them to put in the work outside of the sessions. Yeah. It's just down to friends to be there for them, to support them. Like, I don't know whether we touched up on that in the previous episode or like a guilt trip that other people do. So if you are doing well, I think there is like, it's called something in scientific words. I have no idea what it's called. But anyway, if someone's losing a weight in your full circle and you are not, you will sabotage them, not knowingly, but you will try and sabotage them to make yourself feel better. And that's quite common. And I had clients previously last year, for instance, who were in a similar situation, trying to lose weight and they were doing so well. And then like mother-in-law and like going on holiday and everybody's just- Boyfriends. Yes. Boyfriends. (laughs) drinking like get it down yeah you know you're here to enjoy yourself why so it's it's down to the person but you have to have such a big strength in you to be able to say no yeah because over so many years you've been saying yes and you have to just put your foot down and be like i'm first i come first and i'll have to look after myself and that's why group training and classes work so well because you're building a community around a certain yeah. set of values. Yeah. So with personal training, if you're doing one-to-one personal training, obviously you build a relationship with that client, but you're not going to be doing other things outside of that. So, I mean, you, you might do some things with them, but that's why classes work so well, because you've got a, a group of people who have a similar set of values and want a similar result. So that's why, like, for example, running clubs. If you go to a running club, then... You, and you've never, you've only just run like a 5K, for example. But then you're every week, you're being held accountable because you're going to a group of people. You'll be getting results, you'll be getting better. And then those people, people who run are probably less likely to smoke. So if you're around people and you're a smoker, you're probably less likely to smoke after that. You're probably more likely to then go and do a long run with these people on the weekend. It's about who you spend your time with. And that's what I'm saying. That's why group things work so well because it's the accountability and it's having a circle of people around you that facilitate your growth as well. I, sorry, I know clients who broke up with their boyfriends after they have transformed because they, the boyfriend was no longer matching their new identity. <laughs> Literally, mm-hmm. like, you know, you change, right. <laughs> you change where you are, you become a healthier look after yourself, but this person's always dragging you down. There's gonna be a point where you're like, is this really who I am now, you know? So maybe there'll be a time in her life, I'm not saying she's with her boyfriend or friends, that she was gonna have to do that for her own sake. What I've found over the years where people have kind of got to this point in their journey where the, that loss of identity and maybe friendships and stuff breaking down or they're feeling like pressure or sabotage from themselves or other people, as time goes on and they continue to show up for themselves every week, both in regards to like training in, cardio, eating well, being able to back themselves, hit like personal bests or feel confident wearing a t-shirt with their arms out, just those little small wins, starting to build more confidence. That's when they're able to be like, do you know what? No, I've got this. I'm not gonna, if they've got a friend who's treating like shit, that's when they're like, no, actually I'm not taking that anymore. If a job's taking the piss or a boyfriend. So it comes with the journey, doesn't it? It comes with transforming yourself, becoming a healthier person, showing up for yourself every day and working, being either in a class environment, like you said, Erin, or working with a coach or with people who were supportive of you when they were, even on your down days, like, girl, you've got this. Keep pushing, you have got this, you've got this. Eventually they get to a point where they're like, literally a completely different person. And as I said, I've seen it before. 
I've worked with girls before who have got that, but it's just when they're in that in-between phase, it's like, keep going, keep going. It's, it's the self-love, isn't it? It's yeah. Like you're realizing that you are worth it. Yeah, you're worthy, 100%. You're worthy of it, and then like, you love yourself more than you love others type of thing. So What's... like, if someone's like overweight, for instance, and then they have a low self-esteem, they don't see that because their friends are probably putting them up, you know, they're making them feel better. So like, they then change and start making them st- themselves feel better instead. That's when... The What's thing. the saying? You accept the love you think you deserve. So if you if you don't like yourself and you treat yourself like shit and you don't think that you're worthy of being healthy or being respected, people will show that. That's but right. if you start showing up for yourself and treating yourself with the respect that it deserves, people are going to clock onto that and you're yeah. not going to tolerate people, you're not going to tolerate anything less. And do you know what I think that's like, as well, this is the same thing, but a little bit not, the beauty of strength training. Because when you show a woman, or anyone to be fair, that they can pick up a weight that they never thought was possible, or that you're showing them how incredible their bodies are, and they get a PB or they do a workout that they think they never would have been able to do, that confidence then goes into the rest of their lives. Because I have clients mm-hmm. who are like, do a PB in the deadlift, and then they're just like smashing it for the rest of the day because they're like, I can't believe that my body can do this. Yeah. Like, how can that like dissipate into the rest of my life. And I think that's what I do love about strength training because it just makes you feel strong. Self-belief. Yeah. I love it. What about you, Erin? Right, so I'm going to take a slightly different angle for mine because as you both know, I don't really do that much weight loss stuff with my clients. Um, But, so this is a, a different angle on this, which is probably less, it's, it's a lot less about what I've done and a lot more about what that client did. So I have a client who I still train to this day, but this was a couple of years ago I was training her. She came to me um, after the lockdown and in about a year, she lost 30 pounds. And I knew her before this because she used to come and do some stuff with me, but then she came to me for personal training because she'd put on weight and she just wanted to get back to being healthy again. Now, it's a, it's a mixture of different things. I didn't really track her food that much. I did some tracking. She did my fitness pound things, but I'm not as as on it with like tracking things. I give people calorie um, counts and we check in and things. But the main thing for me was she as well consistently from 2020 till now has been training with me at least once a week. So that's really great. The main thing that changed from her though was changing her job. So yes, she came and trained with me once a week, but we all in here in this room can say, if you're weight training once a week and you're not doing much exercise outside the session, it's not gonna make any difference. We'll make a tiny bit of difference, but it's not going to make that much difference. It's not going to drop you 30 pounds. The thing for her was she changed from a desk job to an outdoor job. So she was going from like 5,000 steps a day to 40 to 50,000 steps a day. Right? Like farm work sort of thing. Right. So now I know that that's not what most people do. And I know that most of, like, I don't... There's like 1% of the days in this whole of my life that I've done 50,000 steps, right? But I just want to highlight the point that it's more about what you're doing outside of your gym That's sessions. That's the most important part of yeah. it. Yeah, like honestly, don't get me wrong, she, the gym helped her, she's strong. This girl like can knock out pull-ups now. She's training for a marathon. She is so strong and like, I'm so incredibly proud of her because she's kept that off 
and she is maintained. And like you said, she's transformed now. So she was working in office, just going home, not doing as much. She she did a bit of outdoor stuff, but she wasn't as active. And now she is literally like going to the gym all the time, going for runs. She's up really early to do like a work and she's just, that is just a part of her habits of her lifestyle. She doesn't have to second guess it. Yeah, some weeks she can't be bothered. None of us can be bothered some weeks, but it's just part of her habitual routine. But I just thought it was really important to highlight that that one hour gym session is nothing compared to those other 23 hours in the day because she was just so active and moving so much. She might not have even changed her diet that much, but her expenditure just went through the roof. And that's like another thing is, it's not not just about your movement, it's just about how your day-to-day living is. Because if you are sat in an office, if you wake up in the morning, you get in a car, you drive to an office, you sit down all day, you go home, drive home, sit behind a TV, you're making it 10 times harder for yourself. Like, so much harder for yourself. And now I'm not saying that everyone needs to quit their office jobs. It'd be great if we could, everyone could quit their office jobs. Or everybody should have those walking pads underneath. Or people just get out in nature. Yeah, yeah. but that's, there's just so many, there's so many things that you can incorporate into your day that will make you better off in terms of your lifestyle, your well-being, weight, like health, that don't just have to be that hour in the gym. Talking about work, like having an impact on somebody's progress. Um, I've worked with clients in the past whose work has literally like affected their journey. I'm sure you can both um, relate to that. More so as in their job is so demanding. Yeah. So they're working all the hours on the sun. So they're not making the time for them. I'm not going to say they don't have time because they do. They're (laughs) not making the time. They're not prioritizing the time to get out for a walk during the day to hold themselves accountable to training outside of work, to get in a good night's sleep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, um, I'm thinking of two clients in particular um, who has struggled with this. And again, coming back to scope of practice, you can give all the best advice in the world, but it's up to that person. And it's just giving the education and highlighting it. Like, look, like I understand your work is demanding, but something needs to change. Something yeah. needs to change. Otherwise, you can't live like this. People work themselves to the I know. I know. Absolutely. Like, I and I get it with the current state, yeah. cost of living and stuff. I totally yeah. get it. But you're, you're just a number. Because you're just a number <laughs> to these companies. And also, yeah, they just say, companies don't care about you. They will fire you like that if they, if, you know, because they can, you know. So at the end of the day, they will replace you so fast. Mm-hmm. But like, if you... You need to prioritise your health. That's what it yeah. is, isn't it? Not even fat yeah. loss. Yeah, but, but like, if you don't have a health, none of anything will ever matter in your life because they always say, what's the most, three most important three like, things in your life. So mine always, everybody else says, should always be health. Nothing else comes in the front of the health. Not even my boyfriend, not my cat. My mum and dad love them to bits, but no. My health, <laughs> my health is always, and it, it should be like that because if you're not well, you can't work. Mm-hmm. If you're not well, you can't be in a relationship, loving relationship, you know? If or like you can't be loving, but you just don't be physically no. capable. Mm. So your 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 health should always, always, always be the first. Definitely. That's how people should be. And as I said, like I get it, it's not easy for everybody, but I see it time and time again. And I know it takes time to set boundaries and stuff, but it's so important for people to prioritize their health and just start setting those boundaries. Otherwise, next thing you know, you're fifty years old. You're not where you want to be, and a few your health your health's just deteriorating. Yeah. 
Sorry, that's took a really depressing turn. Oh, well, no. Yeah, but <laughs> basically, yeah. Well, I have a question for you. So your clients have yeah. done now so many steps. So, I mean, what... Is this going to be her life forever now? Well, I mean, it's her job. Okay. So, so yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah I mean, props. Props. Okay. But then, like, now, because because she feels much more confident in herself, as I'm saying, she's training for a marathon. Yeah. So it's, it's really adjusted the way she sees exercise. So, like... Even let's just say she wasn't doing a stupid amount of steps a day, and she had she's not going to go back to an office job because she knows how badly that affected. Because she just hated being in a box of a room. Yeah. She hated it because it's it's. I mean, I know most people have to do it, but you, it's just not good for you mentally to be inside that long. It's really not good for you. And then people always bring in like office cake, or you get like pizza on a fact it's just not good for your soul being in an office i don't know i'm coming from a slightly privileged position saying this because i'm a personal trainer i don't have to be in an office but yeah so she still does lots of steps today but it's just things like now even when she knows that she's sat down all day she knows she needs to move she knows she needs to go for a run or go to the gym because she's just got in that habit of moving so and frequently yeah, yeah exactly it's that thing once you get used to moving more I, it's it's like I always think like when when people tell me, I know again this is from a very my opinion perspective, it blows my mind that people don't exercise at least three times a week. And I'm not even talking about going to the gym. I'm like maybe going for a longish walk. But because for me personally, I am so used to movement being a part of my daily living that I can't imagine how miserable I'd feel without it. And I think that's what happens. That's what goes through a change for people is it's harder to live without exercise than to live with it. I think that's the switch for people is going, oh, I really can't be bothered to, but if I don't do it, I actually feel worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you once you've start feeling healthier, yourself. whether you've lost weight or you feel healthier, whatever, once you get into that routine of exercise, you kind of don't want to live without it. Well, that's again a habit. Yeah. That's creating a habit. That's why when people start training and they drop out after a month because they don't see X, Y, Z results, they just, you know, like making it harder for themselves. So you just gotta stick to it and continue and go and like not to train just to look a certain way, but to feel a certain way. Like if I don't train for two days, I go psycho. Like that's just yeah. I go very like not nice. I've got one piece of advice off the back of talking about habits and just general movement. It's the advice that I give to all my clients, especially those who are in sedentary jobs behind a desk all day. Get out for a walk. It's free. And what a lot of my girls do is what I call a fake commute. I think I read it on something. So in the morning, they wake up, even if it's five minutes to start, it doesn't have to be super long. They get up, ready for work, get their hair scraped back, whatever, have a coffee. Then they'll go for a walk either around the block or however long they want, come home and then log on for work. And then at lunchtime, they go on a little lunchtime walk. Again, it could be five minutes to start. And then after work, shut the laptop down, fake commute home. And a lot of my girls have incorporated that. Obviously it's helped them hit their steps, but most importantly, I had a check-in yesterday with an online client and she said it's helped to set boundaries. So it's like, I know I need to go out until uh, before it gets dark. I know I need to log off so I get a good night's sleep tonight and I'm yeah. not like burnt out. Mm. So I, my thing is now I make sure that I close the laptop at six o'clock and I go out for my walk. And especially like waking up, getting ready to log in for work, it's just helping her get into the mindset for it. That's how easy it can be to incorporate it. Um, and as I said, it's just, it's making the time. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna hear the excuse that you don't have time. You do, yeah. but you're not prioritizing it. Yeah. It just depends on the priority. Yeah, priority. 
And if you love your work so much and you're so loving your career, you're gonna be doing so much better in your job if you go on those lunchtime breaks and the evening breaks and the morning breaks for a walk because your brain will be working better when you come back inside. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So just to wrap it up, I'm gonna say one we're each gonna say one thing of what we think that you should start with if you're trying to lose weight. So mine is not to rush. As a transformation coach, I should probably say, oh, we're gonna get it done in 16 weeks, but I'm actually working against that. So take your time to get the weight off you, especially if you have more to lose, because it's a journey, it's a process, especially when you wanna create a new habit that will stay forever rather than just for 12 weeks. Okay, my tip will be keep your nutrition as simple as possible. We mentioned earlier about cooking from home. That's the easiest way to start eating healthier and exploring new recipes. But what I would say is focus more so on adding to your diet rather than removing. So what I mean by that is adding, adding more wholesome foods to your diet, adding more fruit and vegetables, adding more protein, adding more carbs, adding more fats to your diet, making sure you're including foods that you like and then take it from there. Okay, my final tip would be if you're struggling to lose weight for whatever reason, try and shift the perspective in your head to focus on improving your health instead of losing weight because the both for the most part come hand in hand i think that when you're trying to lose weight if you don't see results suddenly or you're not seeing the weight coming off on the scales that it can become quite disheartening but if you're doing things to improve your health for example you're drinking enough water every day you know you're eating three nutritious meals a day and you're getting a good amount of exercise in, eventually the weight will start to drop off. It doesn't matter of the time scale, but it will start to drop off. But the most important thing is tracking how you feel inside because you will start to feel healthier. And then regardless of whether you lose the amount of weight you want to or not, that won't even matter because you will feel healthier and feel better in yourself. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Confessions of a Female Coach podcast. Again, we're your host, Vanessa Summers. You can find me on Instagram on under the handle at Paid Fitness. That's with two eyes. Dominika Lukova at The Curve Coach. Erin Barber, and that's at Erin Barber. Erin with a Y, not an I. Thanks so much again, guys, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.